Three, two, one. Roll the footage. Welcome back, everybody, to the Strategy Sprints podcast. I'm your host, Simon Severino. And today, my guest is an attorney for coaches and online business owners. Welcome, everybody, Sarah Waldbizer. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Simon. And it's so exciting to have you here because we will talk why coaches need a contract and why they should hire slow and, and fire fast. Exactly. <laughs> uh, what are you currently creating? Uh, currently, I'm working on a bunch of stuff. So actually, in, a, in less than six weeks, probably, I'm having a baby. So <laughs> I have been busy kind of prepping for that. And one thing that we're working on now is turning our legal course for coaches into an evergreen funnel. So we've ran the course live a couple of times, and now we've decided to make it available so, so creating a funnel all around that. It's our, our course called The Legit Coach. And coaches can learn how to set up their contracts? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, Destination Legal works with all types of online business owners. Um, but a big focus of ours is coaches just because it's such a huge industry these days. And a lot of them are scared of legal and they're not sure what they need and when. And so we try to make that much easier. So our course really guides them from the beginning of their coaching business onward to six and seven figures, talking about all the different contracts that they might need when they need to use them. Talks about, you know, website protection, trademarks, IP, all that good stuff. Beautiful. And um, if you can pick one person for the strategy award, when everybody's zigging, this person is zigging, who do you pick? Yeah, so I was thinking about this question and I have to pick um, my one of my most recent business coaches and her name is Ruby Lee. She's Australian. She's amazing. And basically she just did a big zag. So her previous brand was called Own Your Hustle which she, you know, she's a LinkedIn expert. She built her business on LinkedIn. She's an amazing business coach. Um, but, you know, she's a spiritual person. She's a very feminine woman. And most recently, she basically just rebranded her entire company from Own Your Hustle to Rituals. Rituals spelled R-I-C-H-U-A-L-S, which I'm her trademark attorney. We're also trademarking that. Um, and those principles around creating rituals in your life and business to, to get to seven figures. And she basically tore down a six-figure funnel, closed a Facebook group, you know, with thousands of people in it. And so I think a lot of people would look at her and be like, what are you doing? You're crazy. But she's really following her own path. And I think that that skill and that sense in someone is really what leads to great success. Absolutely. And so tell us what type of con when should coaches think about legal? Right away. So I always say, you know, if you're working one on one, so if you're a coach, if you're a service provider, you know, you only need two things to really start your business. You need a way to get paid and a contract. You should not be coaching anybody if you don't have a contract in place. 
And, you know, people are scared of contracts and they're like, oh, I don't really need them. But contracts really exist for your protection, both for you and your client. They create boundaries and expectations. You know, I, they're very offensive. So I like to think of them as, you know, like flood insurance or health insurance. You know, you don't necessarily want to pay for those things, but you're really glad that you have that in place when you need it. Because with legal issues, it's not a matter of if, it's when. If you're in business long enough, you're going to run into a legal issue. And contracts are what keep you from being sued. They allow you to keep your sales and not, you know, not have to give refunds if you don't want to and just protect you from liability. There's so much good stuff in there. So, you know, as soon as you start coaching someone, you want to make sure to have a contract in place. Three books that shaped you most. So these are fairly cliche, but they're also cliche for a reason. And they really have influenced me. So the first one is Eat, Pray, Love, um, which is a book that I've read probably more than any other book. And it came into my life in my early 20s, early to mid 20s, when I was, I was an attorney at a law firm, I was miserable, I didn't want to be sitting in an office all day. And here's this woman who, you know, left her life behind and traveled. And I have a huge travel bug. Like, that's why I started Destination Legal. That's why I wanted a location independent business so that I could travel. And so I saw this woman um, you know, just kind of following her heart, trying to figure out herself. And I was, it was just so relatable to me. So that really had a big influence. And, you know, pretty quickly thereafter, I left the law firm and kind of went on my own way and have since been, you know, I went to India and Italy and all those places. So that's definitely one of them. Um, Think and Grow Rich is another, which is just a classic for, business owners and entrepreneurs. And it was the first kind of money book that that opened my eyes to what you could really create in your life. And, you know, I've read it a couple times since then. And it's just, you know, even though it was written so long ago, it's still very, you know, relevant to, to today. Um, and then any of the Jensen Sherrill books. So you're a badass, you're a badass at making money. These, those have been great books for me and always remind me that life can be bigger and that you really need to step out of your comfort zone to, to get what you want. Why should we hire slow and fire fast? Well, this is something I've learned along the way. And I think probably a lot of business owners can say the same. You know, when I first started hiring team members, I was, you know, didn't really know what I was doing. And I just hired probably based off not the right criteria. So, you know, did I like them or who who had they worked with versus, you know, actually getting real nitty gritty into the details. And that takes some time. And so I had some you know, mishaps with hiring bigger marketing agencies because they were the big ones to hire when I probably should have just hired someone small. And so I think the learning process there is just take your time in hiring, you know, ask the right questions, get client testimonials, talk to past clients, ask for proof of results. All these things can make for a better experience. And so hopefully you won't need to fire fast, but when you do, 
I've learned, you know, similar to if you're dating someone and you realize you need to break up, you just need to do it as soon as you can to get that off your, get that off your plate. <laughs> what are you excited about moving forward with your, with your business? Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot going on. So, you know, Destination Legal is growing. My husband joined the business last year, so we're now running it together. Um, we've brought on a few team members and we're really focused on growth right now. So just getting the word out there, you know, we have our legal contract shop where we sell templates and then we do trademarks and we have our course. And so it's just kind of focusing in on those different pieces and how to improve the customer experience and how we can add in more products that that are helpful. Um, so, you know, we're doing that while also going to have a newborn in a couple of months. So kind of figuring out that balance and how we can keep moving up while at the same time kind of balancing the family side. Exciting. Who should be my next guest? So... I have to say, I think you need some more women on your show. So I'm for sure nominating a woman. Um, and someone who I think would really be great is Allie Bjork. So she is a marketing guru. Um, she created one of the first kind of self-liquidating offers on Facebook ads for her funnels, something called the Her Tiny Offer, which she has since trademarked. And a lot of people are doing this now. Are you familiar with Tiny Offer? No. So basically, it's instead of running an ad to a free opt-in, you run an ad to a really low-priced offer, 17 27 bucks, and get them in your funnel with the idea that if you grow your list with paying customers, they're more likely to buy in the future. And so, you know, she had done marketing. She did some Facebook ads and, you know, tried some different things and then ran a super successful offer like this. And, you know, created seven figures in a year and has just really exploded. And now she teaches others. And I just think she has a lot of great insight into what's happening in the marketing world. What did you recently change your mind about? Oh, my husband would say everything. So I have, I definitely have a little bit of tiny tiny object or shiny object syndrome where I'm, you know, constantly kind of changing our mind and trying different things. Um, but one, one of the things was we were running our course live and decided that it would be better as an evergreen product. And so we haven't really done that before. We aren't sure how it's going to go. Um, you know, it was successful running it live. And so we'll see, you know, I think being a business owner is always, just testing and refining and um, trying different things and changing your mind all the time. Absolutely. One client story you would like to share? Sure. Oh, gosh. You know, as an attorney and as one that works with a lot of um, clients, do you want it like a happy story or like a scary story? Scary. Scary. Okay. <laughs> um, so, you know, one thing that is super important for business owners brand protection right so owning your name owning your logo and that comes through trademark registration and so one of the scariest things that i see happening and the clients come to me is they wait too long to get a trademark and then they end up losing the name so this happened a couple months ago to a coach who'd been running a program for years a group program for years and you know let's say it was called xyz 
And then another coach popped up, started running a program called XYZ after her, but he got to the trademark office first. And so he got the trademark. She had to basically change the name, rebrand after years in the middle of a launch. And so, you know, this could have been prevented had she gotten the trademark earlier. And I see this a lot. I've had other people come with a podcast name that they love and they end up not trademarking quick enough. And so, you know, the lesson there is if you have a name of your business or program or course or anything that you're really invested in, the best thing you can do is own it. And the only way to own it is to get a trademark. And many, many ask themselves, should I trademark first locally and then globally? Because it takes time and money to do it globally. What's your take on this? Yeah, so definitely you want to trademark in the market where most of your customers are. So it doesn't really matter where you as the business are. It's where are your customers? So I actually do a lot of trademarks for Canadians and people in Europe and Australia because their markets are in the United States. And so once you once you trademark in that place, wherever it is, you can actually add on a bunch of different countries at once. So there's no global trademark. There's no international trademark. But there is something called the Madrid Protocol, which allows you to file one application and add on a bunch of countries. So if you start in the US, get the trademark, and then you're like, I also have a market in Australia and Canada and the UK and France, you can add all those countries at once. But you definitely just want to start where you have the biggest customer base because that's where the biggest of competition and someone else taking your name is. How long does it take and how much does it cost? So it takes anywhere from, in the US, it takes longer, I think, than in other places, anywhere from six to eight months to over a year and a half because things can pop up. So if there's a trademark that's similar to yours and there's an issue, if there's an issue with your application. And so that's why you really want to be working with an attorney to help you kind of wade through all of those potential issues that could pop up. And it costs, you know, any, depending on the attorney and what's included, anywhere from, you know, a thousand to a multiple thousands. So it's definitely an investment. It's not, you know, it's not something you need on the first day. Although people definitely do trademark before they hit the market because they're so connected to their name. For example, Amazon has like over 900 trademarks, but they're only using probably a quarter of those. Um, but you can trademark to reserve the name, but it's really, you know, it really comes into play when you're super invested in your brand and you want to make sure that you have it, you know, five, 10 years down the road. And after the scary story, now also a happy story. Happy story. Okay. Um, you know, I think the happiest stories are, are when I hear from clients who are able to get over an issue because of the contractor terms they have in place. So a client, you know, came to me a couple months ago, someone had come to her, had basically been through her entire group coaching program and came at that point asking for a refund because she wasn't happy. If you don't have a contract in place, you basically have to give the refund or, you know, they might do a chargeback or something like that. But if you have a contract in place that has states your refund policy, whatever it is, 
no refunds, then you get to keep that money and you have something to send to the client. You agreed to this. I'm sorry you're unhappy. And so, you know, the happiest stories are when coaches and business owners can keep the sales that they're making um, because they have those legal protections in place. Cool. Yeah, anything I forgot to ask you? Gosh, well, you know, there's, yeah, I obviously could talk about legal all day, but we hit some of the hot spots. You know, something I am thinking a lot about lately is travel. So, Destination Legal, like we, our brand is, we want to be out there. We want to be on the road helping people along the way. And so, something we've been thinking about lately is where, where are we going to go once the world kind of opens up? I'd love to hear your answer on this too. And I think our first stop um, is going to be Europe and potentially Scotland because neither my husband or I have ever been there before. Cool. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Sarah, for being on the show. Please come back soon. And everybody, if you're a coach, if you have any business, go to Sarah. Check your legal situation, your contracts, your trademarks, your IP. And thank you so much, Sarah. Keep rolling. Thanks, Simon. Avoid trying to do thousands of things that doesn't work. We have 274 templates for your business success. Reach your ambitious goals with one-on-one -on -one sprint coach. We double your revenue in 90 days.